Welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 2, Episode 6, Jack of Lies. The original air date for this episode was November 3rd, 1986. It was directed by Charles Carell, who... uh, this is his sixth of 19 Mac episodes, Jeez. Um, which I think is the most for anybody. Um, first season, he had Every Time She Smiles, Ugly Duckling, and The Assassin. And so far this season, he has done uh, The Human Factor and Wish Child, and now this, Jack of Lies. Um, and he will go on to direct the uh, TV movie uh, MacGyver Trail to Doomsday. Also. Okay. So 20 total projects for the series. And really, the movie counts as like at A least, few, Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, this was written by uh, Carrie Lenhart and John J. Sackmar, um, who are a writing team. Uh, they uh, most of their their IMDb is pretty much identical the whole way mm-hmm. down the line. Um, Carrie was interviewed by the MacGyver Project website about this and other episodes that he wrote for. Um, he wrote uh, Carrie wrote twenty, and John wrote twenty eight episodes of Boston Public, okay, which was okay. a really cool yeah. show. Um, and they also wrote a few episodes and executive produced NBC's Ed, which we discussed last week as a starring vehicle for Tom Cavanaugh, mm-hmm. because the um, the social scientist was named Tom Cavanaugh in that episode. Um, and finally, we have another important character yeah. added to the show. Yeah, one of probably you know I probably the second to last most important. Like yeah. I mean, like there's only one other really important character that's going to be coming in. Right, but I, I would I would put jack just barely above him yeah oh but, no yeah. yeah no i'm but i'm saying like as far as like big reveals of characters that we're waiting to get to right this season kind of brings everybody to the forefront yeah yeah so. this is it's starting to get into a real show here people yeah. um why don't we uh go over the the brief uh description of this episode all right uh in this episode macgyver is uh i guess What's harangued yeah <laughs> i'm trying to think of the good word i think harangued uh into uh helping an old friend rescue a botanists or botanists uh from a central is important here. yeah of a, from a central american country where they're being held hostage right and uh moving a little further in depth uh we start with macgyver coming home to his apartment yeah i i kind of wonder about how many times they sh- have to shoot macgyver pulling in to to his parking spot or a parking spot in front of his house or yeah walking up to the door by the hardware store like i wonder if they just have like had him do that just like just keep parking over and over again we'll get a couple of angles we'll do some day some night mm-hmm. I just need a day of parking <laughs> <laughs> just um, cycle them through and then uh, he walks into his apartment and essentially everything is empty mm-hmm. uh, my theory on this which i've explained to richard is that this was the first episode they shot for the season this may or may not be the case. This yes. Is pure speculation. But that uh, they hadn't loaded up the set yet. So they shot a scene here while the set was still empty. Because then we move to where all of his stuff actually is. He, mm-hmm. fi- he finds clues in his apartment as to where right. his stuff might be. Uh, there's a – actually, it's kind of creepy, but it, there's a book hanging from a st- rope. Yeah. Like, it, like he actually took the time to puncture holes through the book in order to tie it up. Yeah. And then hit a note inside of the book, which I would think would fall out, but he must have really wedged it in there. Yeah, I guess. Um, but basically tell him, telling MacGyver to go to uh, Hangar 13 by the airport. Right. Um, so he goes there, and it's basically he, – he, at this point, has already decided who is at fault right. for this whole right. um, thing, and that would be his good friend Jack Dalton. Yeah. He says this has Jack Dalton's fingerprints all over it. Yeah, Jack – uh, and their other friend, Mike, the three of them were the best of friends in college and just, tri- you know, in Mac's narration, he just says that they went around Europe for a while. Yeah, they were like the they were like the uh, three musketeers, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or the monkeys. Or the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and so uh, he heads out to this this. Soundstage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, it says it says it's a hangar, but it doesn't look like a no hangar. There's no big door yeah, for a plane it, to come in. And it out. doesn't really look like a hangar on the inside. But um, so he goes up to a door, and 
there's like uh his his jersey his macgyver hockey jersey is draped over some trash next to the door Mm -hmm. to indicate you're at the right place um so he takes that and he takes a cardboard tube out of the trash can and uh uses the cardboard tube to unscrew a light bulb from outside the door yeah it's like too high above yeah which, which i guess is just to to obscure the fact that he's entering like it's not right. so obvious. Um, but he's pretty sure that, um, in addition to having taken all of his stuff, that um, Jack has set some kind of a trap on this door. So he uses the same piece of cardboard tubing to open the door. And when he pushes it open, of course, a bucket of yeah. water gets dumped in the... The classic. Yeah. Um, Which I've never done. Right. Like, it, it just seems, like, so hard to set up. How do you leave the room? Like, Well, you don't. He just... He had just... to be in there. <laughs> You have to stay there forever. Or until the trap works on someone. Yeah. That's why you need to steal people's things so that you're sure they're going to come. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to get all wet. And that's That defeats the whole purpose of pranking. I, w- there w- I would never be able to set it up. <laughs> I, w- I would just I would just get wet myself. It would be like twice as hard as just putting a water cooler together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm not going to end up drenched at the end of this. Um. But yeah, so uh, the door opens, the water spills out, and uh, and basically MacGyver just calls into Jack because he knows it's Jack. Mm-hmm. He sees all of his stuff piled up in the corner of the of the warehouse, and uh, and it's all really well lit. And then suddenly we see Jack in the rafters talking down to him, mm-hmm. literally. Yes, <laughs> He's very condescending. You know the the bucket trick actually kind of reminds me of the scene in MacGruber. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> You're all wet now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's sort of a diehard reference yeah. with the note. Ha <laughs> ha, you're all wet. Now I have a machine gun. But he doesn't use guns. Um, by the way, if we haven't mentioned it, Jack Dalton here is played by Bruce McGill. Yes. Who, um, you, who you have seen hundreds of times, no doubt. And you are a huge fan of. Um, he... Uh, He's currently on Rizzoli and Isles, which he's been doing for a while. He will be in 18 MacGyvers total, so that's one short of our director, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was uh, Sheriff Farley in My Cousin Vinny. And uh, he's very well known for having played D-Day in Animal House. Yeah. Um, who, I think his, the character's entrance is when he rides the motorcycle through the door and up the stairs of the Delta house. I'm pretty sure that's like how his character shows up. So he basically plays that kind of a character here essentially too. Yeah. He, it's very much a a slightly toned down version of D day. Yeah. But still just as wild and crazy. It's like, it's, it's it's the middle-aged guy that you expected to sprout out of D day. mm -hmm. Also, we forgot to mention that there's, there's a note that kind of, Officially confirmed MacGyver's suspicion that this was um, Jack Dalton's doing. There's a fly-by-night logo over the door of the hangar mm-hmm. before he goes inside, which is the name of Jack Dalton's new company. Yeah, he's decided. So uh, Jack's up in the. It's gonna be confusing because we're gonna say Jack and Mac a lot. So I'll yeah. try to make sure I am enunciating. And then when we're saying Mike in there, it's gonna throw everything off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Jack is up in the rafters talking to MacGyver, and MacGyver tries to storm out and leave. Jack does like the thing, like he's wait, gonna, no, don't. Uh, yeah, he's gonna fall off the edge, and he's got a rope tied around his legs. But MacGyver tries to run and catch him, and just totally bails onto the ground. Yeah, like he's a concrete floor. Yeah, it was just like, oh man, that was like you weren't gonna make it anyway, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but Jack has a rope tied around his legs, and God, it's a good thing he got the length right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Um, and he's just swinging back and forth like a pendulum, and then Mac has to cut him down because there's no way that he can do it himself. Uh, he kind of planned on that, though. I got, he didn't have mm-hmm. any kind of a, a backup plan for if MacGyver just walked out and left. Yeah. <laughs> he was, like, sure that MacGyver was going to come cut him down. But uh, this is where Jack lays on what's what's really happening, is that he needs help, MacGyver's help to uh, get these botanists out of the Central American, what we determined to be a city, uh, yeah, Denoto? I think Donato is a city. Okay, or a town, village, or whatever, um, in Central America, and uh, because uh, Jack... I mean, uh, I should be clear, Donato is not a real place. Yeah, oh, but yeah. Uh, I'm I'm basing my suspicion that it's a city on the fact that when we go into the city of Donato later, 
that there's a Denoto Cantina, mm-hmm. and I don't think you like it would. There wouldn't be the America Cantina or right. the Mexico Cantina. That would be the name of a city. And uh, they do mention the country of Colombia later, right? But they don't. They don't actually say that they are in Colombia because they say Central America, right? And I, and I, I would say Colombia is South America, right? And it so, could be like right on the border too, yeah. Between these two places, we don't really know. Um. But uh, Jack has been trying to put a scheme together where he's going to smuggle out orchids uh, right. out of Central America and sell them for $1,000 a piece each, actually. Yeah. So it's pretty good money. Yeah, he's got his fly-by-night company, which he says uh, is a transporter of slug scum and all manner of vermin. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, 1000 bucks a plant mm-hmm. is, uh, is a lot. Which, which now actually kind of makes sense in the long run because uh, – Sonny, uh, who we'll come to meet later, probably was offering that much money because he needed someone to fly the drugs out. Right, yeah, that makes and sense. And so it's like, I'll give you $1,000 a plant. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, since he – it's so funny how, how Jack overthought the plan. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I don't know anything about orchids. So <laughs> I hired some botanists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I was like, okay. So it's like you found some like – criminally adept botanists to join you in this scheme to go to Central America and steal plants. Yeah. Um, I just really like how this plan came together. But they got captured, and uh, so uh, J- Jack needs MacGyver's help right. to get them back. And uh, parts of the story that he's telling are true, and parts are false, and our only indicator as the audience is uh, Jack Dalton has this uh, unconscious twitch in his eye anytime he's lying. Your eye. It still twitches when you're lying. Um, but the one thing that he doesn't twitch about is when MacGyver is not even going to take part in this plan is Jack tells him he's dying. Right. And MacGyver is just so taken back by that that he and, feels... And he's watching very closely to be sure that the eye is not twitching and it, mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't twitch. Yeah. Um. And we cut to uh, Pete kind of trying to talk MacGyver out of going along with this plan. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete's at the Phoenix Foundation, supposedly uh, nervously dieting. eating. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be dieting and getting exercise. He's wearing a tracksuit, but he's sitting eating a cheeseburger <laughs> at his desk. And uh, and he's telling MacGyver, "Well, you know, what if? I mean, maybe he is telling the truth, but." still not fully endorsing the trip like right. just because he's dying doesn't mean you should go to denoto and well and i think the purpose of the scene is just to to let the audience know that he has no backup right like pete says the phoenix foundation can't get involved this is not an official mission yeah but if there's anything i can do personally dot 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 right uh we don't even know what really that means but um basically macgyver and jack are on their own right um, so it's very very quickly because since we've been with the foundation all this time Pete's always been there for backup right. for most of the Although things that's happening. Although there were places in, in Ugly Duckling where he was kind of on his own. Where he was yeah. just like, uh, keep my head low, you know, keep expenses yeah, yeah. down. But like but that. the foundation was still involved. Right, Like, yeah. if MacGyver was captured... In a, in a foreign country is different, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, and so we move from here to, uh, he's, you know, he's going along with the plane. He's in the plane with Jack, and mm-hmm. there's just rock music blaring. Um, MacGyver is a little concerned that maybe they're not going the right direction or, mm-hmm. um, because he, the compass is just like, yeah, the randomly compass is just spinning. spinning around like they're flying back and forth over the North pole. And, uh, and MacGyver asks if, if he has any charts or if he's flying using charts and Jack doesn't hear him cause he's blasting rock music through his headphones instead right. of actually wearing like the, the. Like uh, the headphones flight, to yeah, listen the radio to headphones. Uh, control tower. Um, there's a there's a term for when the music is in the scene, but it seems like it's exterior to the scene. Asynchronous. Is that Sound what it is? Sound versus synchronous. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so it's kind of like we're kind of tricked into thinking that it's just yeah. Like this. We think it's just the score to what's going on, mm-hmm. and then we realize, oh, this is actually the music that he's listening to. Yeah. And MacGyver slowly realizes it too when. Jack Dalton doesn't respond to his questions, so then he unplugs the headphones and says, Jack, don't you have any charts? And, and Jack just says, what's the name on the plane? <laughs> Fly, Fly by, by night. night. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't use charts. He just looks at the stars, and he's got his compass, and that should be enough for yep. him. 
but this compass is all wonky. Yeah. And MacGyver asks again. Uh, so the charts, <laughs> yeah, they're in the back. Uh, Jack will slip in and out of various portrayals of characters that he right. has. He he's very manic. He's very cartoonish, um, which is great. I mean, because MacGyver's not like that. Yeah. Uh, MacGyver has his own great character, but ha- giving him like an eccentric sidekick is something that he hasn't really had before. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's basically like Mac, it's Mac playing the Pete to Jack's MacGyver. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like now there's three degrees of it. Yeah. And D-Day would be Jack's MacGyver <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah. So while Mac's looking for the charts, he comes across a series of photographs that Jack, which I'm sure were placed. There. Yeah. Um, oh, weird. That reminds us of the good old days. All mm-hmm. these photos strategically placed on the charts. And which and he still doesn't bring the charts back up. He just brings yeah, the photos. Yeah, they just look at the pictures. That's true. Um, but this is kind of a twist where we find out that uh, the three friends... This Jack, Mike character we've been yeah, hearing so much about. Uh, ...is actually a woman. Right. And, you know, they just affectionately call her Mike. Right. And so it's, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of an interesting reveal. Um and you get the sense of not a love triangle because Jack didn't really seem to be part of it. Although MacGyver claims he he proposed to her uh, as a oh, joke. on several occasions yeah. apparently. Um, but uh, we definitely see some kind of like moments of uh, happy reminiscence for MacGyver. Yeah, like he and it does seem like there was something of a love triangle here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike, by the way, uh, we see in these in pictures of their vacation photos. Um, is played by Patricia McPherson, who was uh, Bonnie Barstow on Knight Rider. Um, but yeah, they're flipping through. Uh, oh, this is us in Martinique. This is us in wherever. Yeah. Uh, Did you think when uh, when MacGyver says this was the day that my oxygen tank got cut on the or his hose got cut on the coral on the coral? Did you think maybe that Jack set that up to look like he was saving his life? Like I'm, uh, that's how much I question Jack already at this point. I, I hope Jack would never sink that low. I don't know. I mean, he's well, yeah. He he does stuff later yeah. on in the show that's maybe totally unfair to people, but it just seems like something that he would do. He'd be like, "Oh, look, uh, you're gonna suffocate. I'll save you. I saved your life. You owe me one, MacGyver." Well, I th- I think it's. I hope that's not that's not the case. Or maybe the oxygen hose was never even cut, and he just made it look like it was. <laughs> So that he would think he saved his life. I, I don't want to think ill of Jack in that way. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think that they were really wanted to establish that they are as cra- friends. Yeah, as crazy as Jack is, he's he comes through when you need him to. Right. And uh, I think that's more important than sure. Yeah. So Jack probably cut the hose. I think is what we've decided. <laughs> um. <laughs> Mike's gonna be mine now. <laughs> Oh, I'll save you, I guess. Oh, damn. Uh, you're my ride. <laughs> I know how to fly a plane, not a boat. <laughs> you don't fly boats, Jack. That's your first problem. <laughs> um, so they they begin to prepare for landing on a private airstrip um, out in the middle of nowhere, which may or may not be the airstrip from uh, episode, uh, was it seven or eight? I think seven was last stand. Last stand. Season one, episode seven. Last. Yeah, stand. it's a private airstrip. It's out in the mountains, which you know, in California here, there's probably any number of old tarmacs out in the mountains that you. But can it does film look at. very Valencia mm-hmm. to me, and it, there's structures in the background that may or may not be the Los Angeles Reservoir. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Well, the camera angles stay so tight on. Like the plane and the action. And there also are a lot of airstrips up that way, mm-hmm. too. So private airstrips, like really small ones. Um, but as they're landing, they're basically being stopped by a police brigade. Like there's, yeah. there's two cars that are chasing them. Yeah, two or three. Way. Yeah. And uh, they just immediately start opening fire. And, and MacGyver's a little confused at this point because he thought they were rescuing botanists from like terrorists mm-hmm. and asks for some explanation and Jack explains, oh, I thought I told you these are the people that have the botanists hostage. Yeah. The police! Ah, take it easy, Mac. I got a plan. So when he said hostage, he meant like arrest. arrested. Yeah. And uh, so there's a 
kind of a crazy back and forth along the tarmac where the, they they don't have enough room to take off. So Jack turns the plane around and drives down one way and then drives back down the other way, uh, which gives MacGyver some time to put together some kind of a, a weapon at least to get the cars off the tarmac. Right. And it seems like Jack has some kind of a, a secret weapon on his plane, too, and mm-hmm. he's able to flip a switch and he's just blowing dust out of the back of the yeah, plane. Yeah, I, 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 I think it might be like when you're like leaving a skywriting. Like skywriting oh, smoke. Yeah, that makes or sense. That's the, something he would do. Yeah, because to make money, you know. I almost feel like Jack Dalton serves as a sort of precursor to Baloo, Baloo. from Tailspin. I was right there as soon as you as soon as you started going with that <laughs> yeah. sentence. Is that Baloo? Ah, oh, God, Tailspin's so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. I, I, I think that. I think there may be some inspiration in that. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so. In addition to this, this skywriting, which is kind of driving these trucks off the runway to get out of the line of this this dust, um, MacGyver builds basically a slingshot in the doorway of the plane, yeah. and he fires an oxygen tank out, which goes right under the front of a truck and just mm-hmm. launches it off. Yeah, the launches off the ground. So, so now the cars have cleared off the tarmac, which gives Jack enough space to take the plane back off off the ground. Right. And so now that we get our first kind of interaction with the villains of this story, uh, Antonez, played by... Uh, Gregory Sierra, mm-hmm. um, coming back. Uh, we had him as a, a general in uh, General Vasquez mm-hmm. in uh, The Gauntlet. And here we see him as... Now he's been downgraded to a colonel. It's a, it's a different character, but yeah. um, here he's uh, uh, Colonel Antonez. But still and, playing second fiddle to an American. Right, yeah. And he'll come back to play a captain, uh, Captain Diaz, in uh, Season 5, Episode 15. So he's just heading down the ranks. Yeah. But yeah, he'll come back for, it's called The Treasure of Manco. Hmm. So. That's not the episode I thought he would be in. <laughs> no? Uh, no. I thought he would be in the one with the the downed pilot and the daughter sneaks in with MacGyver to try to get him back out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's another, like... Latin American or Central American yeah. situation. Um, the other character that we meet is the American Sonny, who just kind of speaks in just really terrible slangs and yeah, and strange. His, his nationality is kind of obscure too. I'm yeah. not really 100 percent sure where he's supposed to be from. Yeah, it's like he's trying to do an American accent. Yeah, but yeah. he is an American. He mm-hmm. was he was Rafter Man in uh, Full Metal Jacket. Um, he played Rudyard Kipling in Alien Nation. Okay. And, Alienation? Uh, yeah, that's what that's what his IMDb says. He was Rudyard Kipling in Alienation. So, I, I um, don't... I didn't watch enough of that show, so I, did they tra- time travel? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> Rudyard Kipling would be on there. Oh, you Unless know what, someone though? just named their kid Rudyard. You know, though, it does take place in the future somewhat. So yeah. it could be like a holographic image or... Maybe. A, some kind of weird interaction Who system. Knows? If anybody else knows out there... Don't bother emailing us. <laughs> um, it's it's more fun for us to speculate. Yeah, I like it. I like the mystery of it. Um, and he also played uh, Stomper uh, in Death Wish Two, which we need to do the Death Wish marathon sometimes. Yeah, that would be that great. Still hasn't happened yet. Um, but yeah, so here he's basically. I think he's he is supposed to be like an American like gang. Yeah, leader. But he he's he's dressed like Miami Vice kind of drug dealer, right? Yeah, like yeah. White suit. Yeah, and he's almost like a twice tongue, twice tongue costume. Yeah, a little bit. I um, mean, like, yeah, where Romanus in Twice Tongue was dressed up like your classic con man. Yeah, this guy's dressed up like your classic '80s drug. Yeah, almost vice. almost pimp esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the actor, by the way, is Kevin Major Howard. I don't know if I said that before. Um, but yeah, I, I probably recognize him most as Rafter Man, but yeah, um, but yeah, he had those other credits as well, um, and he's very upset. And uh, it's it's kind of as much as it's like you pointed out, it is the Central American military person and the American. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the role there's been a role reversal a little bit in that last time Gre- uh, Gregory Sierra was the one who was freaking out the whole time, yeah. and the American kept saying. Oh no! Everything's gonna be fine. That was uh, uh Vernon, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, he kept saying like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Everything's gonna be great." And here, the American's the one freaking out the whole yeah. time, and he's just saying, "Ah, oh, it's fine. You know, they're come. They came for the girl. We're gonna intercept yeah. them on their way to getting the girl." 
in the meantime, Jack has landed his plane uh, at a more secluded strip, which I don't know why they didn't go there first. Right. You had pointed that out that, that I mean, clearly what, they're in a different place if they didn't just follow them to the new landing. Yeah. And uh, that's where all of Jack's stuff is stashed anyway. Yeah, there's like a little um, airplane graveyard sort of thing. There's mm-hmm. a fuselage with a bunch of, like, two rows of orchids. orchids. I uh, wrote down the name, but I don't think I'll be able to say it. Oh, of the orchid? <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, I'm just going to butcher this, but keep it in. <laughs> All right. Frigapedium Basai? That was terrible. Yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's what he calls them. Right. And, um, and so MacGyver is kind of like the, why, why would they care about all these orchids? And that's when Jack shows him what's buried in the dirt of the pots. Which I wonder how long Jack has known that there was bags of heroin underneath each of these plants. Well, he, he must have, he must have come to realize it when he saw all, all the, the fluster and the, you know, yeah. the cops are involved. Why would cops be involved with yeah. orchid smuggling? You're smuggling heroin of all the stupid idiotic things, Jack! I not my stuff. So now MacGyver's even more pissed off because he's just mm-hmm. like, okay, you didn't tell me that the botanists were arrested by the police. And yeah. you also didn't explain that you're basically on the wrong side of the law here by having smuggled a yeah. bunch of heroin in. Right. But I but I think I think you could almost assume that, that Jack was being used right. as much as... Uh, as MacGyver is being used now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's also when we get the slight slip up of uh, like that uh, we need to rescue the botanist singular, and MacGyver's all botanist. I thought you said that there was more than one. It's like botanists, botanist. Yeah, I can see how that could be confusing. <laughs> <laughs> He's just such a fun character. Yeah. And I, I, it's especially fun when he's lying for no reason. Yeah. Other than for the reveal to come out. Right, because the stakes would be the same if it was more than one botanist yeah. or one botanist. If it's like a prized botanist. I mm-hmm. mean, I guess at that point, MacGyver would have been like, who's the botanist? Yeah. So by making it multiple people, he doesn't bother Asking questioning. He's who? just like, okay, there are a team of botanists. And earlier when he spoke with Pete about it, Pete sort of confirms that there were botanists in the region. Mm-hmm. And it's possible that they were abducted as a part of this, but he can't be sure that it has anything to do with this whole plan. Yeah. It turns out whichever botanists Pete was referring to have nothing to do with this. Yeah. It's just other botanists. This is just a single botanist who was arrested that was working in conjunction with Jack. This is also now the point where, cause MacGyver is now determined to get external help. Like he, he, he thinks that this plan can't go on. Right. And, uh, Jack reveals now that the name of the botanist is Mike. And guys all are Mike, and uh, so now the stakes are even higher, because you know, I would say they're higher in the sense that MacGyver doesn't want is okay with the stranger getting killed, but now like he feels extra invested. Right. That. Uh, but I think Jack genuinely gets like enjoyment out of stringing MacGyver along and lying mm-hmm. to him about stuff. Because if he'd come to him straight forward and said, "I got Mike arrested." <laughs> Yeah. He would have been like, okay, well, let's go down there and get her out. Like, that would have been, that wouldn't have been a question for MacGyver. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he just enjoys, like, stringing him along and, like, making him uncover all this nonsense. Yeah. It's just like, part of the adventure for him. Yeah. It's like, MacGyver, you have to solve this mystery. Yeah. It wouldn't be any fun if I just told you what happened. Yeah. So, um, they go to get some information from a local, uh, bartender or i guess you wouldn't, you wouldn't call her bartender what would you what would you call her uh barmaid i mean maybe yeah she, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it's her place but she is a person of importance uh as jack says that she overhears a lot of information and yeah, she'll only she, tell it to people she, she hears all sees more and tells little except to moi yes yeah. um but actually just before we meet her we we do see mike um, oh, that's right. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. There, and there's a quick scene with her and uh, Sonny and um, Antonez. Antonez, and it's kind of an uncomfortable scene. It's She's a very uncomfortable scene. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't seem to be like. Is she chained up here, or is she just kind of tied, she's or is she in, just sitting there? She's in a chair, but she doesn't make any hand gestures, so I'm assuming she must be tied. Yeah, um, but she's basically sitting in a chair in this dark room, and they're asking her for more information on on. The pilot, Jack. Yeah, they want to know where their skag is. Yeah. 
Which I get apparently Skag is heroin. Yeah. And I think uh, Jack will call it smack later too. But yeah, so um so they they ask her where Jack is or where he would be going and she explains that she doesn't know. Um and that may be true, may not. I, yeah. I don't know if, we we don't really know if she knows where these orchids mm-hmm. are. Um but uh she convinced Anton is. Yeah, Anton says he believes her and that she's outlived her usefulness and points a gun at her. And then Sunny says, "Well, wait, she might have other uses," which is just a really dark line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's pretty much where they leave that scene. Um, they kind of turn around to leave, and she's still there captive. And then we move to um, Jack and Mac showing up outside the bar, the the Denoto Cantina. Uh, so yeah, the cantina where Elena, uh, is the only thing we know about her is her, is her name and that she's an informant. Right. Uh, at least an informant for Jack. We also know that she was played by Silvana Gallardo. Um, she played Rosario in Death Wish 2. So th- her and Kevin okay. Major Howard were both in Death both Wish 2. Both in Death Wish 2. Um, I don't know if that had anything to do with them arriving on, on this project together. Um, but she also had a recurring role on Falcon Crest. Hmm. Um. And she was married to uh, Billy Draco. Yeah, this this was the little piece of information that you told me before. That yeah. is was like, that's so crazy. I mean, I have nothing against Billy Draco. I think he's a really fascinating actor. He's, he's, um, he's sometimes, he plays very odd characters yeah, a lot of it, the time. It, it, it's, yeah, I'm trying to think of who I would liken it to. Of Like, you just go, ugh, I don't know, it's, that's frightening. It's a frightening prospect. Like, yeah. uh, like being married to like Lance Henriksen. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, he's played too many really creepy, strange characters. Yeah, that it would just be scary, the prospect of yeah. living with that person. Uh, but I mean, he's it's, he's an actor. And yeah, he's an actor, and I'm sure he's actually probably a really nice guy. But he plays these really dark characters most of the time, and and like and like Billy Drago, you know, I, I only know him as a villain, or a villainous right. person. Which I, I was saying, I always go immediately to uh, John Bly from, from Briscoe County Jr. Absolutely. Like, that to me is the the his his role his right. character he he played it so well um and uh yeah so i don't know i don't know why we're going on about this but i just i, just, I really like billy drago and yeah. he's got an awesome name too yeah billy drago <laughs> he sounds like a rocky villain <laughs> i mean it's not that different from an actual rocky villain's name so that's probably why um I also like, I, I like that you call them villains in the rocky movies like they're not like competitors you don't think ivan drago was a villain <laughs> he's a villain come but, on but it was like it's like you can't say like if you know the dodgers versus the well like the meryl streep was the, the villain, villain and kramer versus kramer <laughs> yeah clearly clearly she whoever's was in opposition to the protagonist is the villain <laughs> as far as i'm concerned um but actually uh silvana gallardo uh, passed away in 2012 oh. so oh, so our condolences to Mr. Drago. Obviously, Billy, not Ivan. Well, so at the cantina, right. they they sneak up and manage to like secure a table out in the open. Like, yeah. They, the well, it seems is, like they were they were sneaking up to it and then at the last second like rushed the table because yeah. it looked like someone was going to notice them. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they, they try to down. act like they've been there. Like but they're they, still the only two white guys in the country. Yeah. And and plus, Elena immediately sees them and goes, "What are you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> um, you know he's looking for you. And not only is he looking for you, but he is inside right now. Yeah, looking for you here. Um, and uh, but they get a moment where they ask her if they know where they might be holding Mike, and she says, "I don't, but I might know someone who does." Just at that moment, Antones comes out and spots them, and immediately runs into a post yeah just crashes headlong into it yeah it, it's like he's like trying to run at them and doesn't see this gigantic support beam holding up the roof yeah and just runs into it and macgyver rips this uh line of uh light bulbs like colored light bulbs that are strung up around the outside of their patio mm-hmm. and he dumps water it's over... i think it, i think it was the pitcher of beer that elena oh, had that's what it was but then. but still this light bulb the string of light bulb seems to go off forever yeah and uh it scares the guards out of their mind because he he dumps this beer maybe on the first bulb which explodes, and then one by one they explode, moving down the line like mm-hmm. it's some kind of a light bulb fuse. Yeah, and uh, and the guards just refuse to cross the line. 
Yes. Of, of bulbs. And Antonez is totally disabled by his post run-in yeah. that uh, they have time to get away. At least it appears that they get, they're getting away. Um, Jack says that they should split up right. and then immediately runs to them and turns himself in. Which is kind of what um, what Penny Parker did when Stepin came home and they were in his apartment. That's true. It's yeah, like they're about good. to they're about to split up, and then she's just like, you know what? I'm just going to talk to these people. Um, but uh, she didn't get the crap beat out of her, right? By Stepin. And uh, yeah, and so basically, it's off to the off to the same prison for Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, MacGyver's plan, I guess, is to meet back up with Elena and figure out what information she was about to give them. Yeah, exactly. Um, which turns out to be that uh, they're being held in a monastery. Right. And that the that uh, Sonny had, with Antonis's help, basically kicked all the monks out while they're using it at their, as their base of operations. Although they will occasionally let the monks back in for funerals, which I guess yeah. um, happened, like, or at least one happened, and uh, they let them in. Uh so they decide to stage a funeral. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a team of monks that are pulling a wagon with a coffin on it. And the monks are all hooded so that you can't see their faces. Or mm-hmm. some of them are hooded so that you can't yeah, see their yeah. faces. So there's really three steps to this this trick. Um, the first step being the hoods covering their faces. And then we start to think, okay, is this like a Deathlock opening gambit scenario? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is he like... Is this coffin going to turn into a jet ski? And he's just going to be sitting there on the dirt. <laughs> um, this worked once. And so, um, and the colonel basically has our same suspicions. So he yanks the hood off the first uh, the first monk in the line. It's not MacGyver like it was in, or it, in the assassin, it was the bad yeah. guy had the hood, right? Over his head? Or was it MacGyver that had the hood over his head? Um. Well, both actually. Yeah, they both because, do it at different points in the episode. Well, they they do it at the same point because he's dressed up as the assassin's dressed up as a nun, and MacGyver's dressed up as the bishop. Right, that's right. And so it's a double reveal. Which, by the way, and I can't officially corroborate this, but I, it seems like this monastery is the same one that they used for a lot of the interior stuff from mm-hmm. the assassin episode. Um, but yeah, so he he yanks the hood off of the guy, and it's just a different monk. Yeah. Um. And then he instructs them to lift the coffin off of the trailer and set it on the ground so that he can ensure that it finds its the body finds its way to heaven yeah. by blasting a bunch of holes in it. And so, at this now is, we come to a crossroads. Yeah, because here's the situation: uh, they must have suspected that Antonez would check the coffin in some manner. So we find out very quickly that MacGyver is not in the coffin. But in a specialized, designed, co- hidden compartment in this old in wagon. In the wagon that they've been carrying the coffin on. And, uh, so Which we're seeing little inserts of him inside the... Yeah. In the wagon. And we think we're looking at him in the coffin. Or mm-hmm. that's the, the implication is that he's waiting in the coffin. Right, right. And so when they shoot holes in it, we're like, oh no. That's, that, that's such a rough ending to this series. <laughs> but... Uh, but the yeah. credits just start rolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so MacGyver slips out of this hidden compartment, and uh, in in monk robe, which I don't understand what what, what part of the plan that was supposed to serve. Yeah. Because it, it once he slips away, he doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was just going to reinfiltrate the crowd of monks, and then. But what? instead, he just runs away past a goat yeah. around the corner, and that's. That's it for this whole scene. Yeah, but what concerns me still about this plan is what is in the coffin. What's in the coffin? What if they? What if he had decided to open the coffin to check the contents? Yeah. So, there. I mean, really, the best option was that there was a body that yeah. they were capable of putting in there that they didn't mind desecrating by potentially getting it shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a worst case scenario, there was like another monk in there so that it <laughs> yeah. weighed enough, or. Another scenario would be that they put something in there to weigh it down, mm-hmm. and that they were just hoping he wouldn't open it, because if he opened it, they were screwed. But then what's the point of having MacGyver be in the wagon? Like, it's, yeah. it, you would be caught either way. If he opens up an empty coffin with a bunch of, like, wood in it, mm-hmm. you're going to be in just as much trouble as if he found out MacGyver was in the wagon. Right. So. Yeah, it's kind of dark. So, I think there has to be a dead body getting shot. Exactly. Because... 
the the other way is just way too dark, and nobody seems that upset about it. Mm-hmm. And also, why would this this live monk be willing to sacrifice himself so that MacGyver could get away? <laughs> it would be funny if like he shot up the cough and then opened it and was like, "Oh, there's a monk in here who's been shot." <laughs> How did this monk die? Yeah. Um, very recently. <laughs> what if it's um they just have the colonel's wife in there like handcuffed in her mouth? Oh jeez. That's my theory. What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, now Jack and Mike are uh, in like a like some kind of pantry or secured basement. Yeah. Um, they're in chains, and it's weird because Sonny and the uh, you know, is it Colonel? It's Colonel Antonis. Yeah. Um, gave them twenty four hours to, to tell get, the, to answer his questions. To answer his questions, yeah. like that's insanely generous. Like. It didn't even take that much time for MacGyver to come and rescue them. Yeah. Like, I, like yeah, it's like, it took like an hour yeah. for MacGyver to come. Well, no, I guess it is the next day, right? Is well, because well, it was nighttime the, at the yeah, cantina. Yeah, it's definitely the next morning. But it, it's still kind of like, why not give them ten minutes? Or better yet, how about you just tell me where the drugs are now? Yeah. Or I shoot you. Or I shoot her <laughs> since I she doesn't her. know. Um. So it, it was just a really bizarre, like. It it shows like how level headed Antonez is. Yeah. Overall, how quickly he is willing to compromise. Maybe he's just like a really like reluctant to engage in violence. He's like yeah. super pacifist. He doesn't even want to threaten people. Except when he slaps her. Well, yeah. For spitting at him, when he didn't, when she didn't accept his advances. Yeah. Ah, uh, awful. Um, but when we when we see Jack and Mike in the, uh, in the basement now. Yeah, they're playing some kind of game, and uh, we we don't see how it starts, but it's some kind of like clue or sp- or h- riddle game. I thought it was just that he's like pretending that they're on Wheel of Fortune. Okay, and he's just reading the phrase that he reads because then he says he says I've got it. Breastfed babies are the best fed babies, <laughs> and then she says no. And he says. <laughs> All right, I'd like to buy a vowel pat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like a, but like how, how are they keeping track? Yeah, like it's such a weird like insert. Yeah, I'm it pretty had sure to be he's improvised. Just, yeah, he's just making this stuff up. Yeah, we're gonna see a lot of that from from Bruce McGill over the course of this series too. That stuff that you're pretty sure he just came up with off the mm-hmm. top of his head. Um. Meanwhile, MacGyver's trying to make his way into where the where they're being held, and he. He fools one guard by pretending to be a robe hanging up on a coat rack. Right. Um, Part of the reason that I, I do think this this is a reused location is because everything is being lit by very oddly flagged spotlights. Yeah. Like, it's just you're barely seeing, like, the outline of a door frame or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, none of these rooms are lit well enough that you can actually tell the shape or size of the room. It almost seems like there's no lights in the building at all. Yeah. Like, like almost all the light is coming from outside. Or maybe it's all just doorways on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just being really cheap. Like, we don't even have to build a building. We could just put this doorway, just roll it out into the middle of the stage and light it. And then it'll yeah. look like they're in a room. Um, the next guard, MacGyver fools by putting on the rope backwards. Right. So it looks like he's looking the other way when the guard comes yeah. up. Hey, what are you doing? And then... Punches, punches him right through the snuggie, <laughs> just right in the face. It was it's so alarming to see. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, like, like if someone just like somehow reverse punched you? That'd be pretty terrifying, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think I was living in the signs universe where people's <laughs> limbs are all bent backwards. Yeah. Oh, it was. It, it's 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 a it's a funny trick, uh, but I overthink the gag. I think. Um, and then the last guard, he tricks uh, into buying a robe that you can wear backwards. <laughs> it's reversible. It comes, it comes with a book light, though, so <laughs> the guy's totally into it. So he gets the keys uh, from the one of the, the guard he knocked out. Right. And then uh, is able to free Mike and Jack. And they just start, basically, just, they just run out into the courtyard. They yeah. Don't, they don't even kind of like. They're not being covert at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and MacGyver does this really kind of reckless move where he's taking off the robe while he's running. 
Yeah. Because he's trying to – he can't get it over his head, and he can't see where he's running. And if there's a bad situation, they all of a sudden they start going, look out. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if he just runs right into Antonettes? Just like, oh, <laughs> Just like he's a post at a cantina. Yeah. Um, and they find a, an old beat-up truck, and uh, – It takes all three of them to get yeah. it going. Yeah, so you, see, you, get the, you get this sense of, like, kind of crazy camaraderie and yeah. – uh, Depending on each other. This, this I, th- I think, is the third use of a gum wrapper. Um, we've had it for a makeshift fuse, mm-hmm. a fishing lure, and then here he's tucking it behind the keyhole of the car. Yeah, it, but it was, this was like some kind of foil wrapper from a, a, a cigarettes. Oh, was it from a cigarette? Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's the same concept. It's yeah, a foil yeah. wrapper inside of a... You said a fuse, right, for the gum wrapper? Yeah. 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 Um, In Hellfire. So we had Hellfire and Nightmares in here where he's using aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so they managed to uh, get the car started just as Sonny and Antonez discover that they've escaped. And uh, they just crash through the main gate of this courtyard. Which, the, this gate is really weird. Um, I mean, it's definitely a prop gate. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm assuming this whole area was um, on the Paramount lot. Um, but when they go crashing through it, um, you see this debris of this wooden door collapsing behind them. And it's, I mean, it's like balsa. It just comes yeah, apart yeah. When, as soon as they touch it. But it's stained like it's dark, like old wood, rotted wood on the outside. But then on the inside, it's like clean, brand new wood that hasn't mm-hmm. been touched. But there's two layers of wood. So both of the outsides are painted to look stained, and then both of the insides are not unpainted wood so when they come crashing through you notice they they actually crash through two very thin walls the uh truck actually dies because it was already like on its last legs yeah or tires i guess it's a car that's all last tires because the last set of tires you'll ever buy right because you're gonna die in this truck (laughs) um there's a I, i don't quite understand what's happening but uh, Jack is holding his head in the first, as soon as we see the this scene. Right. He's like got his hands on his head, and he gets out of the car and he falls to the ground. And and, he, and I think the the implication is that we're supposed to think this is uh, a side effect of whatever is killing him. Mm-hmm. And uh, MacGyver has the same suspicion, and it's right. like, oh my god, are you okay? And he says, oh, can a guy be grateful? And we're supposed to think. He's actually dying, but he's being so courageous right here by pretending yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. just being grateful. But then it doesn't really come back. They don't. Yeah. They don't ever show any more symptoms of his supposed. It, it's like they wanted to remind the audience, I guess, that yeah, that maybe he's, that's what that it he's was. sick. Yeah. And this is this has been a lot for him. Yeah. Um, but when they find the plane, it's already been swarmed on by the police. Right. They they managed to to find the plane, but they haven't found the drugs yet. Yeah. Uh, even though they're pretty nearby yeah and Antonez is like standing right out in front of it yeah um so back with the plants they decide they come up with a macgyver comes up with a plan uh but he needs jack to go and lure them uh in like he gives them like like say in, say in 30 minutes go go bring them over back here yeah and so he macgyver's rigged up a an old battery by pouring wine into the uh the, instead of distilled water, like he's pouring wine that'll, I guess the electrolytes in the wine are going to give the battery enough charge to turn an airplane engine over a couple of times. Yeah, Mike sort of prompts him into talking about it by saying, oh, I would have used white wine, like as a joke, because she doesn't know what he's doing. And he says, well, vinegar vinegar would have worked better, but any kind of wine will react with battery acid this way. Yeah. Um, and the battery acid is, well, the the... By making this battery function again, it's also tied to a rope, or it's it causes a propeller to spin, which has a yeah. rope tied to it, so that when the bad guys get close enough to them, they can start yeah. this battery. Yeah, they're going to get snared. Yeah. Ensnared. And it get works. Snared. Ensnared. <laughs> both. Both work. Yeah. Snared and ensnared are the same, I think. Uh, so, uh, and this is actually... Very reminiscent to the trap in uh, Twice Stung, where it requires him to step on something to close the circuit in right, a very yeah. specific way. Because um, he's got like this springboard set up, and the weight... it makes a little bit more sense here because it doesn't actually catch everybody. Yeah, 
And it also it covered a wider area than the one in Twice Done. Yeah, where, it was like literally the width of a foot. Yeah, that they had it was to like step on. God, I hope he steps here. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, he only manages to capture Sunny in the net in the in yeah. like the, the Antonis like falls off to the left to avoid yeah. getting snared. But up. but he's but he's not incapacitated. Right. Um, he draws he draws down on them, and basically is gonna he says he's gonna kill them because. You know, he can say whatever he wants once they're dead. But Jack convinces him that... America if, will get you if you do this. Yeah. America don't take kindly. The spirit of Uncle Sam will find you. And uh, it's kind of funny here because Rafter Man is like freaking out in the bag like, Hey, you gotta let me out of here. And <laughs> the colonel just turns around and smacks the bag with his gun. And we don't hear another word out <laughs> yeah. of it. I'm pretty sure he's unconscious. Because then we cut to like a half an hour later and you pointed out there's still something slumped in that bag. Yeah. And he doesn't need him anymore. Yeah. He, the, like, he's, he's outlived his usefulness. Uh, except unless there's uh, maybe there's some more uses for this character. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like because it's I like Antonez because he's so willing to make a deal. Yeah, and and he'll do it with anyone. It's yeah, just like, it's like Dalton convinces him that hey, I can fly a plane. You let them go. You let MacGyver and Mike go. I'll fly you and your drugs out of here, and we'll both be rich. And he's all, yeah, all right, you I, got a deal. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Um, so they tie up MacGyver and Mike, and, and leave he, a Swiss Army knife. With yeah, them. he leaves a Swiss Army knife. So what was the? Why did he even really tie him up? Yeah, like I don't think that they needed to be tied up. For well, he plan. does come around the corner while he's got him tied up, though. Yeah, but why? But why does Antonis care if they're tied up or not? What That's is, true. They're not. What are they going to jump onto the plane and beat him up? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they're tied up. MacGyver, uh Jack says his. You know, you know what I keep doing is I keep saying want to say McGill. And I keep slipping into saying MacGyver. <laughs> um, Jack says his farewells to MacGyver and Mike and uh, goes with Antonis in the plane. So MacGyver is furiously trying to to cut his bindings loose so he can try to stop Jack, uh, but he's too late. But And he also did let Mike know before Jack officially left that Jack claims at least to be dying. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, is this true? And they just kind of nod at her like, yeah, that's what's going on here. And so Jack like gives her basically a goodbye kiss before he leaves with the colonel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so MacGyver doesn't make it to the runway in time. The plane takes off. And uh, Jack had said earlier that there was only enough fuel. Uh, from so you the get about five miles. F- yeah, because from the firefight earlier in the episode, the, the fuel line got like, uh, hit yeah. under, on the other side, underside of the plane. And so MacGyver knew that this was a suicide mission. Even if he was dying, this would surely kill him. Yeah. And so MacGyver has like this kind of like, I really like this moment for MacGyver where he's just kind of like walking away and he does like this kind of like half salute like to the sky as he's walking away like, you know, and you'd think that's where the episode would end. Right. Um, But I guess that it was either too sad or too confusing. Yeah, well, I mean, I wonder if he actually was supposed to be dying in the first draft of this. Maybe. I don't know. because I mean, it's not 100% clear. Yeah. Th- that's probably part of why this epilogue got added onto the show. Yeah. It, it's like, I can believe that this scene was was there originally, but it also seems so, like, everything worked out. Or, yeah. like, the, like just, or just previously in Final Approach. That scene in Final Approach where, where we yeah, have to I know that... Yeah, I think everybody's going to be okay. Yeah. We had to know for sure that he came back for those other kids. It wouldn't yeah. just be implied. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it would have been... I mean, obviously we would have missed out on a lot of Jack stories, but it would have been interesting if this was actually what was going on. That yeah. He was, like, ending this love triangle and taking one for the team, and, like, he was a jokester that caused problems for everybody, and he wanted to go on one last adventure, and this yeah. is how it ended. Um, but then they sort of follow it up with this extra scene back at MacGyver's place. He's finally getting all of his stuff home. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pete is inexplicably there helping yeah. him unpack. And I didn't think he was going to be there. because Yeah, it, that's it, true. That, at first it's him and Mike talking. Yeah. And, and they pan over to the kitchen. And they're they're kind of flirting too. Yeah. It'd be really awkward if I was there. I'd be like, uh, you guys want me to leave? Because <laughs> you're getting almost semi-amorous here. You got any bean curd, MacGyver? <laughs> I like it cold. I'm looking for some whipped bean curd, please. <laughs> um, Pete, get out of my house. Yeah, so so Pete's on the phone 
running up MacGyver's minutes. Right. Um, everyone uses MacGyver's phone. Right. As, it's, it's basically a pay phone. <laughs> um, and uh, they, he says that Antonez was caught because uh, the plane was going down and he bailed out with the drugs. Right. And they just said that he washed up on shore. We're assuming alive because he says that he'll that be convicted. That he's going to be convicted. But washed up on shore usually doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. alive. Yeah. Like, I would say swam up on shore. Yeah, or he arrived. They, they Unless found he literally, him on the like, shore. passed out on a giant pile of drugs that he was using as a raft. Is this heroin float? Yeah. Especially when in tightly packed bags? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it does. I mean, I don't know why I would know that, but it does. Yeah, it totally floats. They all float down here. (laughs) (laughs) By that, I mean in the Southern Hemisphere. Right. (laughs) Where we live. Um, And uh, apparently, Antonez did survive because he gave the statement saying that the engines were, both engines were smoking, and that's why he jumped out. Which is not what was wrong with the plane. So, exactly because uh tricks just out trade, of me boyo. yeah and macgyver makes this desperate leap to the fact that <laughs> bruce mcgill planned it all mm. and that jack is probably fine and yeah it, it just kind of seems at the end of the episode like macgyver is just pathetic <laughs> he's just <laughs> hoping against hope that it was yeah. a trick um but we know better we know that jack is dead and he will never come back we'll never we'll never see this character certainly not 17 more times <laughs> yeah i'm i'm already excited for the next yeah. one I, I think the next one is friends maybe which is like almost the end of this season unfortunately yeah and it's kind of a kind of not an episode episode right but it's, a, it's a half clip show yeah um but they do bring some characters back from uh so that are interesting to see like yeah. back um there's, it's actually a pretty fun clip show. Yeah. I mean, we should review it when we get to it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is, Good it, point. it's more fun than a regular clip show. Um, I really like this episode. I it's really, just nice to finally have Jack on board. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's like, it's Pete, Jack and MacGyver. It's just the, it is what makes the MacGyver Holy MacGyver. Trinity, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that a shirt now in some kind of way. <laughs> uh, uh, almost like the like a Ghostbusters kind of pose, like the three of them. Yeah, and Pete's the ghost. <laughs> yeah, I meant that in like a touching way, because he's dead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I still think the character of Jack Dalton is the perfect balance for MacGyver because it's just he's just so MacGyver's not about this craziness and it's just so he's so infuriated by Jack all the time yeah he's got his hands around Jack's throat as often as Homer does around Bart's throat yeah it's it's great it's it's really great for MacGyver to have I I don't think they go through a whole episode without Mac losing his temper and trying Mm -hmm. to kill Jack at least once because we're gonna have a reoccurring villain and We've had Pete as the reoccurring friend, but we we know that more because he works for Pete. Right. So and he's the one who's always hassling Pete, so it's nice mm-hmm. to see someone hassle MacGyver. Exactly. Like like someone rattles MacGyver, but is also his close friend. Right. And we, we got a little bit of that from Penny, but it, I feel like it's a little right. different here. But we've only had Penny in one episode. Right. I mean, there will be other Penny episodes, but... Uh, Not nearly as many as the Jack episodes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, and um, I mean, that about wraps it up for this yeah. episode. Yeah, oh yeah, good times. Um, if you'd like to shoot us a note about this or future episodes, you can find us on Twitter, at Opening Gambit. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, And you can always find us on our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. Uh, if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering uh, two roads diverging in a yellow wood. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean Season 2, Episode 7, The Road Not Taken. Yes. We won't save that for another day. By the way, that was a a hilarious Robert Frost joke (laughs) that you didn't just laugh at. Thank you you for listening. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect.